In a global industry where anything can happen, where mistakes cost much more than dollars, we bring you expertise from around the world to ensure that everyone goes home safe every day. The internationally acclaimed Oil & Gas HSE podcast starts now with your host, Russell Stewart. Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the internationally acclaimed OGGN HSE podcast sponsored by Anderson Hauser. Anderson Hauser is a global leader in measurement instrumentation services and solutions for industrial process engineering. They provide process solutions for flow measurement, level, pressure, temperature, analytics, and much more, optimizing processes and efficiency, safety, and environmental impact. They serve many industries across the globe, including a focus in oil and gas. Anderson Hauser, the people for process automation. If you appreciate this podcast, first of all, please leave us a review on the podcast platform you listen to and like us on LinkedIn. Tell all your friends about us on all your social media, but also please thank and support our sponsor, Anderson Hauser, by going to our OGGN Anderson Hauser website, which you can find a link to in the show notes and register for our monthly giveaway there. Also follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter and that contact info you can also find in the show notes as well. Also, speaking of the show notes, you will find in them the website address to a company here in Houston called the Canon because OGGN has a special relationship with the Canon that could be beneficial to not only our largest audience here in Houston, but to anyone else coming from out of town or even out of the United States, as this podcast is heard in over 100 countries. And what this benefit can provide you is a free one-day pass for office or desk space at the Canon's facilities. Just mention OGGN at the front desk. Also, the Canon is where we host most of our very popular evening industry mixers, but in addition for all our listeners everywhere at any time, the Canon has built the only global virtual and physical network of entrepreneurs, both established companies and startups, along with investors and advisors to connect innovators of all types and from all backgrounds with resources that they need to succeed. As a matter of fact, through OGGN's strategic partnership with the Canon and all our other industry partners, there isn't an oil and gas resource or expert we can't provide for you, including our own speakers bureau for any conference or meeting you might need to fill a program with. Just reach out to me on LinkedIn for details regarding your particular situation and my LinkedIn contact information can also be found in the show notes. But speaking of our Speakers Bureau, no pun intended, if our production schedule is on track, as I'm sure it will be, this podcast should be released the week of what is called here in the United States, the Thanksgiving holiday. This is a major American holiday occurring the fourth Thursday of each November. Schools are out on this day and the next day with some taking off the entire week. Parades are often an integral part of the holiday in cities and towns all across the United States, including the famous Macy's Parade in New York City that can attract some two to three million spectators along its two and a half mile route. And it draws an even much larger television audience. The origin of the holiday centered on more sacred aspects of the human virtue gratitude. 
but now centers more on cooking and sharing a big meal with family and friends. Turkey has become such a common staple of this meal that Thanksgiving is sometimes called Turkey Day. According to the National Turkey Federation, today nearly 90% of Americans eat the bird, roasted, baked, or deep fried. Other traditional foods include stuffing, mashed potatoes, cranberry sauce, and pumpkin pie. And while again the Thanksgiving celebration has lost much of its original religious significance in probably most American households, communities often host large groups of volunteers to hold food drives and give out free dinners for the less fortunate. So here at OGGN, many of our podcast hosts like to take this week as an opportunity to express our gratitude to both our listeners and sponsors by offering some kind of short special message. So back to the Speakers Bureau that I mentioned, I thought I might share with you on this podcast today some excerpts from one of my speeches that I often use when companies are looking for a speaker to give some positive ideas for self-improvement to help folks get along better and thus improve the company atmosphere and maybe help foster an attitude of gratitude. So today I want to talk to you about F-words. I think I would be pretty safe in betting on the first F word that comes to your mind. Then again, I might be wrong. You see, on a weekend night a few years ago, my wife and I ordered a movie to watch in our living room. The plot, action, and dialogue were supposed to have been based on a true story. About halfway into it, we both looked at each other and remarked how frequently this particular F word I'm talking about was used. It seemed to be in at least every other sentence. Sometimes it was used repeatedly in a sentence, and it wasn't used for particular effect. It was just a part of their normal vocabulary. It was their favorite adjective. It was used as an adverb and even a noun. And these were not uneducated people or mafia types being portrayed in this movie. They were instead the cream of the crop from Ivy League schools. Now, call my wife and I old-fashioned and out-of-date, not hip or with the times. See, I probably just proved it right there, didn't I, by using such phrases. Or blame it on our traditional upbringing in which we as children were on drugs. Yes, we were on drugs. We were drugged to church all the time. And so this word just wasn't a part of our everyday language. Now, you may be thinking, so what? Who cares if today we use a, on a regular basis, a word that was once considered vulgar? And perhaps you're right. After all, isn't morality and virtue just the current custom of the culture and the feeling of one's peers? Well, if so, to quote the famed mathematician and father of process philosophy, Alfred North Whitehead, cannibalism is immoral in a cannibal country. Okay, maybe I'm making too big a deal of this, as I sometimes sit and wonder about the ills of our society today. For example, Why is it that one of the biggest problems United States school administrators reported in the 1950s was students sticking chewing gum under their desks, and today it is shooting one another? Surely our use of language doesn't have anything to do with that, and surely you may be right. Although I'm not the first one to draw such a crazy conclusion. In part of an ancient manuscript from 21 centuries ago, about a culture that, while not cannibalistic in a literal way, were habitually assaulting one another in both physical and psychological senses, they were told that in order to reform, they must rid themselves of such things as anger, rage, malice, slander, and, 
Are you ready for this? Abusive, filthy, and obscene language. But even if you do not make this same connection, and I have good friends and business associates who don't, I'd like to give you four F words that I hope you will connect with, as I am certain that they can be used to make for a better world in which we live, give us happier homes, safer schools, and provide a more peaceful workplace. I encourage you to remember and use them often. I learned them many years ago from Dr. Robert Schuler, and they are be friendly, be fair, be frank, and then be firm. Now you'll have to hire me for the speech to get the full-blown explanation and analysis of each one of these F-words, but here are a few things to consider. Do you want to live or work with someone who is always beating around the bush and you can't trust that they are really telling you the truth? You cannot trust them to be frank with you? Of course not. On the other hand, being frank can very easily and often does come across as being rude and offensive unless you first come across as being friendly. Can you be a good leader or manager if you are perceived to be wishy-washy? Then you must be firm. But here again, being firm can come across as being hard and mean for no reason unless you have demonstrated that you are fair. So the next time you find yourself frustrated, there's another F word. The next time you find yourself frustrated with a coworker or someone you're close to, remember, friendly, fair, frank, and firm. And while I must confess to not always succeeding, I do try to maintain this standard in interpersonal relationships, both at home and at work. I cannot tell you how many times I have explained this philosophy to someone else in order to diffuse a potentially explosive situation. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone, even if it's not a holiday on your calendar this week. Thanks for listening. Tune in again next week for another episode of Anderson Hauser's Oil and Gas HSE podcast, a production of the Oil and Gas Global Network. We'll see you next time. Tune in next week for another engaging episode of the Oil and Gas HSE podcast, a production of the Oil and Gas Global Network. Learn more at OGGN.com.